0: hey that's um that's pretty bad 118 to 93 the raptors lose to the cleveland cavaliers and in they got shellacked man they struggled offensively they struggled defensively i'll get into why on both ends of the floor but first of all of course this is the raptors reaction podcast i am samson folk and it is brought to you by goldfinger law and hey here's the deal with goldfinger law if you lose. You don't pay. That's right. You only pay if you win. The upside of that is pretty obvious. If you're interested, 416-730-1777. Okay, the quick numbers. Darius Garland, 18 and 11. Donovan Mitchell, 35 and 4. Jared Allen, 23 and 11. Evan Mobley, 18 and 9. There's a little bit of scoring peppered in over the rest of the roster, a little bit. But for the most part, the Cavs, big four, their main four guys, they completely obliterated the Raptors. And defensively, Mobley and Allen really held down that defense. Okoro was also pretty good. They got good defensive minutes from like Dean Wade. They also, I mean, Karis Levert was pretty good in passing lanes. Garland and Mitchell, I think, were both decent in passing lanes, despite being undersized clearly to play these Raptors. And the Raptors, they struggled, man on both ends of the floor the biggest thing defensively was that we saw in the first three games that the raptors played against these Cavs, they won all three and the big thing is that jared allen historically and evan mobley historically against the raptors have struggled to put the ball on the floor and the raptors collectively in the past have done a pretty damn good job of switching at the point of attack and throwing really aggressive coverages at garland and mitchell these guys, outside of the first game where Mitchell had, I think, 31 Garland out early with that eye injury, they've been able to hold both these guys under 20 points, each of them, in the remaining uh, two games. And like pretty impressive defense. This was that, that was that mobility that the Raptors were playing with. They were losing to a lot of teams, but they kept beating the Cavs because they were contending on the glass, they were rotating as a team, and they were aggressive at the point of attack. With Pirtle, and this isn't meant to slight Pirtle, Pearl just isn't going to give you the same types of coverage. Like th- that's the point of getting Pertle is that you'll be better against a lot of teams and you have a diversity of coverage. Purtle in this game, he plays, I think, north of 30 minutes. The Raptors, and it's not necessarily his fault. It's that they were bad at the point of attack and they had trouble containing, you know, the role. They started going to really uh, heavy tags and rubs. Towards towards I guess the the end of the second quarter, the start of the second half. But for the most part, the Raptors, despite kind of you know shading towards the role, they they got obliterated by it. Allen got to the rim repeatedly uh, on, on the catch on the roll. And outside of that too, when the Raptors tried to play a little bit more conservative at the point of attack, if the Raptors are going to play drop and lock and trail, which is what they wanted to do to stop the roll without bringing the tag over, what happened? You know, the Raptors, you lock and trail around the screen, right? That's what you're supposed to do. But you're coming from the left side, typically, or the right side. You're you're behind the plate to some degree, and both Garland and Mitchell are extremely capable of that pound-dribble sign step into the pull-up triple. These guys shot extremely well from three in this game donovan was eight for 12 garland was three of four these guys were fantastic from downtown and anytime the raptors tried to play a little bit more conservative they punished it with that jump shooting now if the raptors wanted to do something a little bit more aggressive off ball like with maybe maybe nexting or peel switching or something like that they did a good job of resetting the offense out to the corner bringing it back up And then seeing if the Raptors could complete that coverage again. They were running their actions quickly. They were beating the Raptors at the point of attack. And they were making great decisions. And at the end of all of that, they hit their shots on the inside because they had the Raptors in rotation. And if the Raptors weren't in rotation and they had the ball in front of them, they could still hit jump shots over top. It was really impressive defensive performance. On the other side, this is kind of what I've talked about over the past couple um, podcasts. I really hammered it home um against the pistons just yesterday was talking about the diversity of the offense that fred brings and how fred would have made beating the pistons extreme much easier than it was offensively in this game siakam scores 25 points he was 10 of 24 from the field he was four of seven from downtown He, he had four of the raptors nine threes the ball rested in his hands as the possession finisher as the shooter if that's the makeup of the roster and it's not meant to be OG is supposed to be a better shooter than he has been since injuring his wrist um Fred is supposed to be there Gary having a really bad game 2 of 13 from the field this exacerbated the raptors lack of shooting and so even though pascal did a good job spacing the floor and punishing the cavs for kind of stepping away from him and knowing that if the ball swings to him he's supposed to shoot the ball here That wasn't happening on the rest of the roster. And that means that the Raptors were relying on the number one defense in the league, trying to beat them through post-entry passes and motion offense when they can just sit back and not respect the jump shot, right? This is a really tough ask. This is very difficult to ask the Raptors to do. That's why Siakam was, by and away, the most important by and away, far and away, the most important offensive player, even though there wasn't really any efficiency to what he was doing. Look at the rest of the roster. I mean, Pirtle is five of six, sure, but you can't give him the shots he wants all the time because you're not getting it into the middle of the paint all the time because there's Allen and and Mobley. These guys are both fantastic defenders. They, they'll each have a shot at all defense at the, at the end of the year. Who knows? The front court positions are very competitive, but you know what I mean. Scotty, five of thirteen, had a really tough job and and struggled, I would think. Once again, you know, this is the third game in a row, setting up the offense in the half court. He's great making decisions, especially, you know, as as a, a second or tertiary guy, making quick reads, screening, getting the ball in space, making decisions against rotation. And sometimes he'll step up for a game or two at a time and be able to create on ball and make reads as a creator. The past couple of days, he hasn't been able to. It's, he's a young guy, he's headed for stardom. He's already a very good player. It's not that big a deal over the long course of things. In this game though, You felt the lumps like Scotty couldn't create against the Cavs and he couldn't create really against the Pistons and you you feel that it it puts pressure on the rest of the roster. It puts pressure on Pascal in particular to create against a set defense that's camping in the lane that is throwing a lot of attention his way. And OG as well, a guy who still seems very much hampered by his lack of shooting. And I do think that's, you know, because of the injury. He also is a guy who, against the Cavs historically, when the Raptors have them spaced out with Fred on the floor, has been able to take a guy like Okoro or Donovan Mitchell or Garland, whoever's cross-matched or just a bad matchup to begin with, and carve out space on the inside with the less shooting on the floor, that didn't work this time around. And the fact that he couldn't shoot in response to that meant that the Raptors spacing changed and they were less um, potent at the end of these possessions. So seven points, one board, one assist, a quiet game for him. And on top of that, he struggled uh, as, as a primary defender. It, it, it was a bad day for anybody. I don't mean to be too hard on OG. It was a bad day for anybody to try and stick Garland and especially Donovan. I mean, eight for 12 from three. The shot diet wasn't easy, I would say. It was just incredible shot making. So the Raptors starters struggled largely. Couldn't really defend the guys who were in the primary action, the guys who were off ball and shading. Maybe there's a little bit of a lack of conviction at times. Maybe it seemed like, well, how do we guard this when there's such a big advantage coming down? You know, some plays where it's just, you're getting put in two-on-ones repeatedly. What do you do as the help side guy if you're not Draymond Green, who is the perfect defender at navigating those situations? You know what I mean? They won some of them, sure. There was a really great play to start the second half where Pascal is the low man because he's guarding Mobley in the dunker spot and they run a dribble handoff. Allen gets the ball on the pass. You know, Siaka meets him above the charge circle. And so Allen is like, okay, do I want to take a floater from like, I don't know, 11, 12 feet out? Probably not. Let me try and pass it to Mobley, who's now in the dunker spot. And Pirtle had come off of Allen and recovers and then swats it away, right? Like that's good defense. That's good rotation. But that's a high wire act. You can't pull that off every single time. That's the, that's the thing that the Raptors couldn't do repeatedly. Basically, no defenders can. There's just too much advantage given at the point of the attack. The Shaw making was too good. I don't think this is a referendum on the Raptors, but the Cavs were awesome today. And they shall act them. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Boucher had a good start to the game, but then didn't play very well later on. Precious was very hit or miss, in my opinion. And the fact that the... Cavs were getting to a lot of places on the court meant that the Raptors were in rotation and especially meant that guys like Pirtle and Siakam and Precious and Scotty had to be communicating extremely well to try and navigate those situations I think Precious struggled at that in this game Uh, I I think that there were some coverage mistakes on his end so I don't want to talk too much about those guys but Jeff Dillon Jr there was the pull-up three he hit in Donovan Mitchell's eye which was awesome but more important than that uh, he got to the rim a couple times, didn't make everything, but he snaked a pick and roll, got to the baseline, hit a mid range jumper. And I love that because it's the first time he's done that with the big club. You watch his 905 performances, this is something he's doing all the time. He really likes, like, he likes to crab dribble in the lane. He likes to navigate with a live dribble and kind of herky jerk his way around the court and knows at that level that he can hit his push shots, that he can take a pull up mid-range jumper and make it and fuel an offense that way, or at least sustain it when better looks aren't coming along. And, you know, half of being able to make those types of shots at the NBA level is confidence. Guys aren't going to lock you down in the mid-range. You're still going to considering what defenders aren't and are allowed to do. Uh, you're going to get downhill off of screens. It's the confidence and the talent to actually make teams pay from that spot on the floor. You'll get there. And so if Delton, you know, he's on a two-way, he's he was kind of feeling it out because he doesn't have consistent minutes. You don't want to be a two-way player who comes in and takes mid-range jump shots and misses them. That's a really tough thing. But he's feeling himself. He saw how limited the Raptors' uh, offense was, and he provided them with a little bit of juice. Seven points, one rebound, two assists. And it wasn't as big a win defensively. I know Nurse had that comment just yesterday, I think, about how they feel good about putting Jeff Doughton on the other team's best guard. And that's saying something. And that's really cool. And I I expect him to get more defensive possessions going forward and more possessions just in general. Um, I do think he's leapfrogged uh, Malachi. I don't know what his time with the 905 will look like as we kind of near the end of the 905 season we'll see but delton has earned some minutes here i hope he gets even you know little spells once fred is back and i hope um this is reflected in his minutes this stretch he's had because i think he's been good but anyway back to my main point he didn't do very well defensively today but then again who did it was really tough the the Cavs were firing on all cylinders i think you just have to it is what I don't want to say it is what it is again, but you just have to make peace with this game being what it was and you move forward. The Raptors are still, this isn't a referendum on them. This doesn't mean they're a bad team. This doesn't mean it was smoke and mirrors, the, the four-game win streak. They're, they're doing things better. They're a better team and they'll continue to do better going forward, but this game was not it for them. They struggled in a lot of places. And second game of a back-to-back, sometimes you're going to run into that. Reggie Evans Award. I'm gonna give it to Pascal. He made mistakes. Some turnovers were just like, really. The one where he just <laughs> he just dribbled out of bounds. I think when Donovan pressed him with what, what this like the fourth or fifth possession of the game. One time he had um, like it looked like it would have been a, a heavily contested layup but it's a it's a layup whether it's contested or not and i think it was mobley and he passed out to the corner and he was vert i think who was coming back into the play who was peeling off of him that switched and and intercepted that pass just take it up you know some some less than ideal turnovers in this game but it's still overall the amount <laughs> workload once again man uh he's being asked to do a lot and he, and he got after it for the most of the game and Um, I was glad to see that Nurse didn't actually keep everybody on the floor. And he finishes with 33 minutes. OG finishes with 34. Everybody manageable. So uh, despite them, he wasn't on the floor when they started uh, the full court press at the start of the fourth quarter when they were down 16. But um, at least he wasn't out there till like the one minute mark trying to get to, you know, trying to get to losing by 10 points instead of what they ended up losing by uh 25 i mean yeah it's I, I the the silver lining is that the raptors didn't play that many minutes in this one hopefully they get rested up hopefully they come back better in the next game okay let's do the top quick reaction comment okay it is from b herbs quote listen he's still on the mend, so this is probably too soon but it doesn't really appear like og wants to be here kind of playing like a lame duck player right now. And considering the reports he was telling friends and family, he was headed back to Indiana. I have to wonder how motivated he's going to be the rest of the way. End quote. Hmm. Uh, He's on the mend. He is a player who gets a contract and he's going to play. He'll be back and he'll contribute to winning. I mean, at least that's what I expect. As far as him telling people he's headed back to Indiana and all that kind of stuff, I'm not commenting on that or anything like that. But yeah, um, I, hope the, I hope the play picks up soon. I hope he gets better most of all because he fell on that wrist again today. And you could see it on the broadcast. He was kind of shaking it off. So we'll see. Thanks for writing in, B Herbs. Thanks for listening in, listener. If it's on YouTube, uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel. Most importantly, subscribe over at RaptorsRepuppet.com. That's the only way you get to read my work, Louis Sassman's work, for example. And if you get into this, oh yeah, sorry. If you listen to this on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Let me chop it up with you. And whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.